The stock market is back at record highs today as the results of the presidential election are all but finalized and Pfizer announced that early data shows that their vaccine is more than 90% effective. Today on Dumb Money Live, we are revealing the $12 million worth of stocks that we bought today and a few that we sold as the stock market hits record highs. We are Dumb Money. As cases continue to accelerate in cities across the country and world, Joe Biden announcing his bipartisan virus task force. But the big news today, Pfizer announcing their early data showing that the vaccine is more than 90% effective at preventing symptomatic COVID-19 cases. Today, the market news that was supposed to be all about the election is basically a double dip of excitement with the vaccine news. I know that personally, I bought a million and a half dollars worth of bounce back and travel stocks. Chris, I know that you were super active today Jordan you are this is this is like very unlike us to all be active in the stock market Chris let's start with you what what did you do oh man what did I do what did I not do Dave, I I traded for three hours straight you remember that text I sent you all this morning what a bad morning to wake up late by the way <laughs> bad bad morning to wake up late uh let me just say this what happened I woke up I texted y'all um, where's that text? It was holy SHIT, do you remember? <laughs> and it was the market's up, like Dow's up, I don't know, whatever it was up, 1600 points or whatever. Um, and then I immediately checked my account, just preparing myself for like this insane, I was like, dude, I gotta be up 2 million bucks right now. I gotta be up 2 million bucks. And my account was down 700,000. It yeah. ended up going down $1.5 million, right? Very quickly. Um, if you remember, I shorted Booking.com on Friday. Not, okay? not a good I day to be short on pretty much anything. And you were also short in some of the uh, restaurant stocks? The a couple little, a couple, I was a little short in Dave & Buster's, a little short in Ruth Chris. I had pared down most of those trades, but also guys, my number one holding, my number one holding's Peloton, and it was down $20. I mean, dude, I this was like, for me, more for my account, like there's no way that the market could be up that much. And my and any account in the world be down worse than my account. Yet the second <laughs> I saw what the news was, uh -huh. and this is what's so great about about this show and about being an investor, like I saw that news, guys, and I've had a perma smile on my face since that second. Like I'm no joking. This is it. This is my this is my number one day of 2020. This is the most joyous, happiest day that I've had the entire year. I'm so freaking happy right now. I, I just, I can barely stay seated for this show. Dude, forget about the money for one second. We're gonna go over all the trades, okay? We're gonna go over all the trades. Can we just, before we do the trades, can we just celebrate this moment? This is a huge freaking deal. What have we been talking about for the last couple months? Efficacy, right? Yep. Efficacy. And, and, and what, what were we, saying we looking for? We were looking for like 50, 60, 70%. That would, 70% would have been an unheard of good number because like even in the best of years, the flu vaccine is like 75%, right? Yes. And this is experimental and we have no idea. When, when that 90, I, the Today Show broke the news to me this morning when I was still asleep and the TV comes on and I was like, oh, what's going to be, oh wait, what? And then my phone's ringing and uh, yeah. Right, 90% better than 90%? If this number holds, if 90% holds, and I think it has a pretty good shot at holding because they seem to be so far in the study right now, it seems like it has a really good shot at holding. If it holds, guys, 
This is the greatest news for humanity in 2020, which means the great. If you're a good person, if if you're, I mean, if you're a kind person, if you're a person that cares about people that are a lot less fortunate than us on this show, because let's be honest, we can stay in our houses for the next two years. We have so much wealth and just so much opportunity. Like we are, we are built to survive this pandemic at Dumb Money. Like this is not about us. This is about other people that have to go work at a grocery store. They have to work. My restaurant has 70 employees. They can't not work. They, they, they live month to month. They have to show up for work, okay? This, this show is about them. This show is about every single person around the world that's gonna not lose a parent, not lose a family member, not lose a friend, because of this data potentially today. I am just, dude, this is it, man. This is the show I've been waiting for. But, and I didn't think I'd be down this much money on the day that we did it, but I don't care. It doesn't phase me. It does not phase me even one bit, not one bit. By the way, on the trading, before we get into it, I then I couldn't trade because Ameritrade, and it's not just Ameritrade, I don't want to rip on just Ameritrade, but you know what, Ameritrade? You need to do better. Okay, you need to do better. You need to get your app working. You it, need to test your app so that even on, you know what I'm thinking about right now? What happens when the market crashes? What happens when a nuclear bomb hits? What happens when something crazy happens? How am I gonna trade if the, if the apps don't work? Um, and right? it was not just Ameritrade. I was unable to log into Schwab either on their app or on their website at all for like the first hour and a half of the market. I was finally able to get through on a browser it wasn't working in Safari. I had to try Chrome. I, it was ca like the the error page was caching, and I you couldn't get to their trade source, which is the screen that I prefer on their thing. I had to like trade the old fashioned way. I was like using it was like I was on Windows ninety five, basically making my stock trades today. Yeah, my it TD Ameritrade app did not work until like eleven a.m. I had like <laughs> Terrence was like, oh yeah, mine's working now, and I'm like hitting my password over and over again. Nothing. You know what though, Jordan? The the website did work. Fortunately, it did work. On TV. Yeah. So I actually pulled up Thinkorswim because like their normal website's awful, but their Thinkorswim website is actually usable. So the only listen, problem is it didn't import it. like it didn't import all my normal like watch lists, and so I had to kind of recreate a bunch That's of the stuff. That's the other thing. To... I could I couldn't get to my watch. You know how I yeah. I do my preparation? It's all online, and and when we talk about something on the show, I put it into a watch list folder. Oh, these are my vaccine trades. These are my yeah. restaurant trades. These are airlines. These are you know. I couldn't find any of those. Luckily, and, I know most of those by heart. Because my app but... wasn't working, like my watch, I couldn't even pull up my watch list. So I'm like, what was I even thinking about looking at? So I had to like remember, <laughs> had to remember, 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 and then like recreate watch lists and think or swim. I was. It, it was out. it was stressful. And then I apologized, Jordan. I didn't mean to come off so harsh when I called you. I called Jordan, and evidently I started yelling at him, and I said some bad <laughs> things. And I, I I I meant it out of love. Like I wanted you to just. I felt like I just want. He's like, like I can't believe you haven't made a trade yet. And I'm like, first of all, I think it's a little overdone. And so I'm not going, I'm not going full bore. And then second of all, like I'm still trying to recreate all my lists and like, just, yeah. just chill out. dude. Yeah, I, I was also the same way because the market had gone up so much so fast. It like bounced and then it started tra trending down. I'm like, is this the time to buy? Is everything like hit their high for the day? And is it a downward yeah. slope? Is, is this the time I would want to buy a Spirit Airlines? No, so let, let me just Spirit wait, Airlines. Let me wait ten minutes and uh, and <laughs> yes, I actually I did buy Spirit Airlines. Oh my gosh! Oh hell yeah! So did I, man. So for those of you who are a part of our Discord community, um, I did post all of my trades today to the uh, Dumb Money Trades uh, channel on there. 
Chris, I expect you to do the same uh, shortly. Um, and oh. and for those of you who are not yet a part of our Discord community, if you go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord, you can get an invite. So uh, if you are if you, if you know what Discord is and you want to be a part of the community there, it's free. You just go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord and you can get invited into our community. Hey, Dave, before we go over the trades, I think it's really important. We're going to go over every trade, guys. Okay, Every trade, long and short. I think it's really important for us to first discuss um, what the mindset was. You know, remember when we had our last, that show about, it was, a, it was for this day. It was vaccine day, right? It was like, what are we going to do when this day happens? Yeah. And we labeled all of our trades out of what we want to do. By the way, I was in bed. I was like, should I watch the episode? No, I don't have time to watch an episode. Why don't I write these things down? And I always think I have them in my head and then yeah. I'm like trying to like unravel my brain to figure out all the traits from that episode. But can I just say this? Uh, we talked about efficacy because that was such a strong thing, such a strong factor here. Understand something. My thesis on today, before we get into the trades, my thesis is this. The market is not prepared to trade a 90% plus efficacy number. No one uh, mentally prepared for that scenario. Even us, we were prepared for like a 70 plus, 80 plus, maybe 85. In my brain, I think I might have mentioned 90 plus, but I never realistically uh, spent a lot of time thinking about the 90 plus efficacy scenario. No, it's especially honest, not I was thinking 50% because that's what the, FA, uh, the uh, FDA came out and said, this is the bare minimum. And since we're trying to rush something through, I was like, if we yeah. get 50%, They're man, that would be... eat by 55%. Be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were not what? expecting 90 at all. So this... this but, And because of that, the market, the market isn't prepared for it, meaning the market can only handle so much of a move, so much information at one time, guys. And we're coming off an election weekend. There's so much noise with the election still, with Biden, with Trump, with the virus, right, with the pandemic. And then you have this news today, and it's so far out there that I truly think that I don't care if you're an institutional hedge fund manager, if you're a day trader, I don't care who you are you did not prepare for a 90% efficacy day, okay? And so because of that, I actually believe that, before I say this, I wanna say we're not financial advisors. We don't know your risk tolerance. We don't know your objectives. Even if we did, it doesn't matter. We are not telling you what to do because we're not financial advisors. We're telling you what we're thinking for our portfolios, right? For our strategy. And maybe you could kind of think through the strategy yourself and figure out how you wanna trade this stuff. But listen, no one was prepared to make this big of a market move. Because if you said, hey, a week ago, if we would have said, and this is what I told you when I called you guys, a week ago, if we were saying, what if there's a 90% efficacy vaccine? What do we think Royal Caribbean would be worth, by the way? Cruise is going to cruise. Cruise is going to cruise, right? Cruise is going to cruise. Which, by what the way, those Carnival? options that are printed on that T-shirt were up 135% today when uh, I last checked it. 135%. Yeah. I still hold them. I think you might have sold the particular ones that are on that T-shirt, but I, I stayed true to our cruisers. I bought back in, Dave. I bought them back. I bought them back. Okay. I felt so bad about that. But here's the thing, guys. I think if a week ago we would have said this. We would have said, what is Carnival worth with a 90% efficacy? I think the number would be way higher than what the stock is trading at today. And I think the same thing for Spirit Air, the same thing for so many of these companies, Royal Caribbean, for Sabre, yeah. right? And so I, I just think 
I think people's brains aren't there yet. Right? And that's, and that's one of the yet. things. I was I was kind of hesitant to make the trades today because I'm like, well, gosh, but Spirit's already up 17%. There's, It's not going to go up more today and let it drift down and buy it then. But you actually got me thinking about it bigger picture. Is what you saw today going to be, the, you know... A, Yes, we're not filling planes today, but we're we're filling them in the future. And the kind of travel boom that could happen if this vaccine turns out to be 90% effective and it can get distributed. And we don't know the time frame and we're not trying to time the market, but we're just saying if I if I look at the picture of like people back on planes a year from now and probably business travel is going to be slower to come back than consumer travel, what airline do I want to be in? And Spirit was my my biggest pick. I also got some American Airlines today. You know what's so great, Dave, is that about Spirit, and I don't like Spirit as a company at all. I no. don't or as like an airline, flying. or as a way to get from point A to point B, yeah. I'm out on Spirit. But, but here's what's so great, Dave. So Spirit, um, I foresee a day, a year from now, when or next summer, assuming this uh, this vaccine is what we think it is, when the cost of traveling on a plane is so expensive that people are paying triple what they're accustomed to paying to go on vacation. And Spirit is an airline that was fine charging next to nothing. They're going to be able to charge crazy. Could you imagine? People will be paying eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars all day long to fly on Spirit Airlines. You know why, Dave? Because you won't be able to get a flight on American Airlines, on Delta, on Southwest to go on your summer vacation next year. You're going to be you're going to be doing whatever it takes just to get a seat on a plane. Spirit I mean, if you can get a seat on a plane next summer, could you imagine? Like that's why I love Spirit here. And by the way, I want to say this: today's trade, yeah, it's over 10 million. I I hope I plan. My strategy is to make $10 million of profit on today's trades. I expect to be holding the most of my trades today for a full year. I think these are going to be one-year long-term gain trades. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the long-term gain, if they get any tax penalties in with the new administration, they don't go into 2022. Because I think a lot of these stocks I bought today, I'm going to be holding in November of 2021. Um, See, instead of spirit, I'm sticking with Southwest. I think... International travel is going to be the last to come back. And so um, I also agree that there will be a takeoff in travel, um, but probably um, in-state travel. I, and Southwest is a great company, so I, I wouldn't mind holding that no matter what. Yeah, I, I'm with you, dude. I, I, I think Southwest is great, too. I, I Now I'm feeling – I don't get any Southwest. Maybe I'll buy some right now before I tell you about all my other now, it wasn't as mu it wasn't up as much as Spirit was today. I'm going to pick up 5,000 of Southwest just so I can participate with you real quick. Um, okay, got, Dave, you want to talk about some of yours and Jordan? Your, and, guys, I have a lot of trades I'm going to talk I have like 15 trades I'm going to talk about. So why don't you guys start? And yeah. then you pro we probably have some crossover. Uh, and we probably do. Um, I've, I've already said that I for airlines, I'm in uh, Spirit, S-A-V-E, and American, uh, A-A-L. I got 14,000 shares of Spirit and 8,000 shares of American. So $400,000-ish just in airline stocks, which if you told me last week that I would be buying that much airline because I hate airlines and I don't 
think that that's a industry that I would want to be in. But right now, this is for me a good time to be in airlines. I also um, airline related uh, bought some Saber. Um, that stock is uh, is below ten dollars a share right now. Um, I bought thirty thousand shares. Um, let's see what what else did I buy? Um, also travel related. I bought some Marriott, the hotel. Uh, and then, and then I went a little nuts when it comes to um, cruise lines because I already have my Royal Caribbean option, so I did not double dip and, and buy stock there. But I did buy Carnival and Norwegian. Um, Five thousand shares of Carnival, nine thousand shares of Norwegian, and then my other big big go to that I, I said on Friday these these were going to be my go tos. Why didn't I just buy them? Why didn't I buy them on Friday? Because they were all <laughs> up like 8,000% today. Uh, here are the three that I bought. Wynn, LVS, and Caesars. Yeah. So I got go. I, across the board, I got, uh, and I kind of did an even split around uh, around $100,000 each of those. Wynn, 1,000 shares, LVS, 2,000 shares, Caesars, 2,000 shares. Um, and that's it. Those are that's everything that I bought today. And I did sell one thing that we can talk about. I, I'm pretty sure you sold the same thing today, Chris. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I sold. Um, I got out of all my shorts. I got out of my book. I covered my booking.com short. Oh my god! About two hundred thousand dollar loss over the weekend. By the way, I was telling you guys before the show when I bought that booking.com short on Friday. Uh, I on Saturday, I regretted not doing it twice as large. I got a thousand shares short booking.com. I wanted 2000 shares. I'm so happy I didn't go down with 2000 shares. It cost me 200K. Thank God, gosh, I got out of that early this morning, right? When the market opened, because it would have been 330,000. If I would have bought double, which is what I wanted, that would have been a $660,000 loss just oh, on God. that. Yeah. So I covered that. I covered my Dave and Buster short. I covered my uh, Ruth Chris short. Um, I did not sell any Peloton, okay? I did not sell any Peloton. Um, I sold a little bit of Vista Outdoors, I think a little more, but I did not sell any Peloton. Um, I did sell my Activision. I did sell all of my uh, uh, Zoom, okay? I did sell all of my Roku, okay? Because I had to, I had to get cash. Guys, by the way, I'm almost 20, I'm 20 million in margin right now. I also sold all of my uh, Roku, um, as much as I hated to do it, because Roku is one of those stocks that I like. Um, but here's the thing, when you're going into margin as heavily as we just did today, and most of the stocks we bought have special margin, margin maintenance requirements. Uh, Spared Airlines, 100%, it's not marginable. Um, American, not marginable, 100% maintenance requirements. Uh, Marriott, 50%. Uh, Sabre, 60%. Uh, the casinos, between 70%. Caesars, you have to have 70% in equity in your account to, to be able to margin that. So a lot of these stocks, basically are not marginable. And so I'm basically getting margin on the stocks that are in my portfolio that are marginable, like Amazon and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's... Dave, I am $19 million in margin right now. That's some expensive interest. That's a, it's it's a lot. I mean, yeah, they the interest rate, I need, might need to call them to make sure I can knock maybe a little bit off. My what, what, what do you think your rate is around six, 7%? No, Five? just over two, I think. Just oh, you got two. oh you got good rates. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, just over two, but still. But still, that's a, that's a half million dollars a year in interest. It adds up. But I did not sell Peloton. So here's what I got, guys. I bought 20,000 shares of Win. okay? That's half a million bucks, basically. Bought 25,000 shares of Royal Caribbean, about 400K. Bought 50,000 shares of Cheesecake Factory, about 300K. Uh, I did sell a little bit of my TAN. I had 30,000 shares of TAN, the solar ETF. I, I need some cash. I sold 10,000 of them. So I still got 20,000 shares of TAN. Um, I did buy 20,000 shares of Live Nation. Even though it is close to highs, here's why I bought it. I truly do feel that the next two to three years are going to be record years for entertainment. Uh, what I mean by entertainment is concerts, festivals. Uh, I think they're going to have pricing power. I think they could, could if they choose to do so, increase what they charge uh, in terms of fees. Uh, I think they'll probably do more concerts than we've ever seen in our lifetime on an annualized basis. And I think their revenue is going to go through the roof. I think Live Nation is just going to completely destroy it. Uh, maybe not in 2021, maybe it might be the last half of the year, but certainly 20, 2022, 2023. Um, it's a company I really want to be in. Um, I did buy 10,000 shares of Caesars, Dave. I think that, uh, yeah, nice. all the small casinos all around the country, I think that is, uh, I think that's a smart move. I also have obviously the win. I bought LVS, 10,000 shares of LVS. Uh, listen, I think Vegas, I think I think Macau is going to be on fire the next two to three years. I think we're going to be entering, we've said it many times, we're entering a uh, our equivalent of the Roaring Twenties. It's going to be the, two th the Roaring 2020s are about to begin. I think we're going to see a time of travel and concerts and entertainment and partying and drinking unlike we have ever seen in our entire lifetime, okay? I've been saying this since April. Yep. And I think it's getting close. I now see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think it's coming. I think it's coming at us really hard. I also bought Diageo for that reason. Did you? I think that liquor sales and beer sales are, and wine sales are going to be through the roof. The, not the next six months, but the next three years. Three to four years, okay? These are companies I want to be in for the next couple of years. Because I think we're going to see things that we've never seen in our lifetime. Okay? I'm predicting that. Uh, I bought 40,000 shares of Sabre. Okay, uh, I bought, that's about 400K. I bought, oh, by the way, guys, um, I gave you bad numbers before. When I said I had 20,000 shares of win, that's $2 million of win. 25,000 shares of RCO. I was reading from the, the, the day gain column, not from the market value. That's $1.8 million of Royal Caribbean, $1.8 million of Cheesecake Factory, okay? $1.3 million of Live Nation, $1.3 million of Expedia I bought today. I bought $1.3 million of that junky airline we hate, uh, uh, Spirit, okay? Uh, <laughs> I got $630,000 of Caesars, all right? So uh, $580,000 of LVS, Las Vegas Sands. Uh, Diageo, half a million bucks of Diageo. Um, you know what else I sold, Jordan? Did you sell these guys? That little bicycle company up in Canada that we bought at like a buck eighty or two bucks is trading at eleven bucks a share. Yeah, I sold, sold all I sold that, that like a month ago. Yeah. Okay, I just I just sold the last of mine today. Forty thousand shares of Saber. It's about four hundred thousand dollars. I bought three hundred seventy thousand dollars of Carnival. Um, uh, what else we got here? Hold on, guys. I sold a little tiny bit of my SPH, my suburban propane, and a little bit of my UGI because I need some cash. Okay. I bought 20,000 shares of American Airlines. Uh, I bought, uh, let's see here, 
5,000 shares of, of Southwest Airlines just because when you buy something, I like to buy it too, Jordan. I did that before the show. <laughs> I like, I don't like, when Jordan likes something, it makes me realize that that's a calm hand right there. And, and you know, when a calm hand goes into something, I'm going to go into it too. So you're right. They're, they're a great, air, of the all the airlines, they're a great airline. So it's really the only airline I like in terms of the way they manage themselves. I might be buying uh, some too right now. Hang on. You know what else I bought, though, guys? I bought 5,000 shares of Six Flags, 150 grand. Uh, that's a stock I think is going to do exceptionally well the next couple of years. Um, did you buy any I, fun? What? Did you buy Cedar Fair? I did not buy Cedar Fair, but I want to. Yeah. I might. See, I, I might like Cedar that. Fair between the two. I like Cedar Fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I like Cedar Fair, and I and, and I might buy them too. I just did. I bought so much. Like I can't remember the last time I was physically trading for three hours straight. Just physically doing nothing but trading for three hours straight. I mean, I had to make a spreadsheet of what I wanted to do before I actually did it, just to make sure That's that I idea. wasn't going out of my mind. Uh, you know, I set my budget for today, and then did some percentage allocations of where I wanted the money to go. And then I rounded to the nearest 1000 shares on all the stocks. And that's, that's kind of my methodology for, you know for what, doing guys, a day like today. Rather than wait, rather than wait to buy it, let me just buy, uh, I'll buy 5000 shares. You buying of some fun? Fair. What? Chris is buying fun. Right now, right, right now. now. Right now. Whew, it is up 24% today, man. Um, so I put the order in, see if it goes through. Yeah, you know, they try to screw me on these orders. They're doing it. Uh, I'm not I'll, I'll I'm not going to really raise much, so all right. We'll see if they give it to me. Okay, now, also guys, uh, want to get to the fun stuff? Want to get to the options here? Um, I got some options, guys. I bought 50 call contracts, March 80 contracts on SPG, the mall operator, right? Simon Properties, um, yeah. Simon Properties. I bought, ready for this, 300 contracts, $105,000 of 20, uh, at the $20 strike price calls on that same junkie airline, Spirit. I also bought 300 calls, that's $105,000 uh on carnival at the 1750 strike price by the way that expires in january they both expire in january the spg expires in march otherwise they're january i also bought 100 calls of royal caribbean uh 70 strike price one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. so i not only piled up in stock but i layered on top some cherries uh on top of the cake here with call options <laughs> so yes it's a risky bet and it's a bet that I will, you know, unwind if I see something I don't like. And what makes it particularly risky is that while I believe in this data and I have to trade this data on the Pfizer vaccine, I am terribly scared about the next 60 to 90 days with what's happening with this pandemic. I think it's going to get so much worse. I mean, so much worse. That is so the that's a big, huge big risk downside risk here. And that's the, that's the whole reason I was hesitant to do these trades. But... Where I think we're how to make a decision, yeah. you know, it's like I, I, I felt like Dave, I felt like it's going to be rough, okay, it's going to be really rough, but I saw what these companies were able to survive all spring, all summer, you know, going into the fall, yeah, with really an unknown outlook on a, uh, you know, unknown outlook when it comes to vaccines. Now that we have this data, 
now that I see the light at the end of the tunnel, I'd rather go in heavy on these stocks right now than light a month ago. And I'm willing to risk it being maybe the hardest 90 days that we've ever seen when it comes to this pandemic, knowing that we're going to do whatever it takes to get these, this vaccine out. We're going we're gonna to get through it. Uh, I think I, I hope that people will, 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 you know, flatten the curve by, you know, if hospitalization rates go up, I hope we can do that as a society, as a culture um, to get through this next period. And I have to trade the future. I have to trade 2021. My mind is not 2020. I'm not thinking about this year anymore, guys. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it. My, my mind is I'm thinking about March, April, May, June, July. That's where my head is right now. My head is in next summer. Right. And so, yeah, you know, if these things are volatile for the next couple months, if they got to borrow more money, and they might, these airlines might get, be in real trouble here the next few months. And Q1 is a really hard quarter for the airlines, right? It could be a rough winter for a lot of the stocks that we just piled into. But I'm willing to take that risk. It's a, it's a risk. I think I'm willing to take it because I see the reward as being anywhere between 30 and 150%, depending on which stock I'm talking about, right? So it's very hard once you get past a crazy 2020 environment to, 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 to be getting gains like that, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80%, right, across a huge portfolio. And I'm willing to take the risk to get those gains next year. And it's a risky bet, really risky. That's why we say we're not financial advisors and please do not mimic our trades, we're crazy. Okay, <laughs> like like we know what the risk, our risk tolerance is. My I'm risk tolerance crazy. is really high. I'm crazy. You're so crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do really. all of that, Chris. So I I bought about a few things, um, but I already owned some things that I liked. Like I already owned a fair amount of Southwest Airlines. I already owned some energy and bank stocks um, that I've held for a while um, that all did really well today and offset my decline in Peloton and Amazon and. Vista Outdoors. So actually, my account was even at the start of the day, maybe maybe slightly up. And um, so I, I bought a few things that I've been eyeing for a while. I bought, I just bought the XLE. Um, I feel like that's a good gatekeeper for travel. So any travel that's going to happen, you got to buy energy. And these things are so beaten up that they're almost at their bottoms. I mean, they, I mean, we fifteen percent lift today on the XLE, but the thing was, I mean thing was crazy low. Um, same with banks. So I bought some Citigroup. Um, they're probably my favorite of the banks. Um, again, a gatekeeper for business. I just see that, you know, to be able to do business, you've got to be able to do business with a bank. And so, you know, I bought I bought Citi. It's uh, it's not the most exciting trade in the world, but um, I like them. They're, they haven't gone crazy up just yet. Um, and then I'm staring down some Sabre. I really want to buy it. But also, I think Man, this was a really big move today, um, and I think warranted for sure. But I'm also really nervous of what you talk about, and that's the next month to to two months, maybe 90 days of what does this virus look like? Because we saw the Illinois numbers. I mean, they're bad. It's really bad. Um, it's really bad. Um, so, but do you think when you think about how much money Jordan? And by the way, uh, disclaimer: I also copied another one of your trades, uh, your XLE trade, because my head is just not there. Your head has been there, mine hasn't. Uh, I bought some of that right before the show. Uh, I when you think about how much liquidity there is in the market, right? And there's a tremendous amount of liquidity, and I do think we're getting more. Uh, yeah, I don't want to speculate on when the stimulus is coming, how big it's going to be, all that good stuff. But I do think we'll get a stimulus. Uh, 
sometime the problem the is that the, all the stocks that you've bought so far none of the dollars can go to can go to those stocks yet right i mean not not to the underlying businesses people can buy the stock right but they like you literally can't you can't fly international you can't um, uh, you know, I don't you know about go that. To Six Flags. So, so you let me explain why. So you can't go well, on a cruise. You can't go uh, to a casino. Uh, you certainly can book a cruise. You can't. You people can book are, a cruise. Are, so yeah. here's the thing about the cruise industry. Most people don't. I mean, some people that cruise understand this. Cruises are booked on average about 12 months in advance. Okay. Yeah. So people book cruises a full year to year and a half, sometimes as long as two years in advance. Right. So what's important for the cruise industry is bookings. It's not it's not cash in the door, it's bookings. So I think when people see, I know like there are a lot of people out there that are cruisers. Cruisers going to cruise, man. They're going to cruise, okay? And when they see that there's a 90% vaccine, they know they can't get the vaccine now. It could be three months or six months or seven months. They're going to book that cruise, okay? They're going to book it for summer 21. They're going to book it for fall 21, whenever it is. They're going to book those cruises. And when people start to book those cruises, I think, oh, I, sorry. I, I, sorry, I had to tell you about another trade I, I missed. You remember that One World Spa company, that crazy company I promised you I would trade yeah. if we got back? I did it. I did it. I bought a few hundred thousand dollars, like three or four hundred K of One World Spa. This is the company that is really high risk. Oh, yeah. That, I saw that in my watch list today, and I'm like, why do I have these weird stocks in here? <laughs> I bought them, too. I bought One World Spa, and, and they manage all of the, spa, of the, um, the uh, spas that are on cruise ships, or a lot of them. And what's interesting is even if the cruises don't get, you know, good fit, you know, even if they have to give away the cruises like at a discount and they're not 100% full, they're 80% full, I think One World Spa is still going to kill it because especially if people get on those cruise ships with less money, you know, for less money. So that, that was kind of a sleeper, I think. A lot of people don't really know about that company. Uh, it's a little off radar. I don't know, dude. It's up 37% today, so somebody found out about it. It doesn't take much to move that 37%. <laughs> yeah, I can't small, even find the ticker. What is, what is One o World Spa? OSW. OSW, yeah. So oh. I'm in OSW. I know it's crazy, guys. It's it's a it's one of these nutty stocks, but, but I'm in One World Spa, baby. I'm in it. Uh, so let's see how that does. Listen, I, I can't wait to see how these trades play out over the next year. You know, I don't know how they'll play out over the next four to nine, ten weeks, right? But over the next year, I can't wait to see how they play out. Um, I really feel that we're in for a time. Uh, I feel like we're in for something that we've never seen in our lifetime. I, a time of travel, a time of eating out, a time of drinking and partying and all the above for the entire world, not just for like one nation. I think for China. I think for you know countries all around the world, whenever we get through this, if we have strong vaccine data, I think people with this strong a vaccine data will take the vaccine. Um, I think they will do it. I, I don't think it's gonna be 100%. I don't even think it's gonna be 80%. But if we can get 60 to 70% to take the vaccine, and then we have others that are hopefully you know reaching some sort of herd immunity, hopefully we can knock most of this out, right? And if the vaccine is 90%, uh, efficacy guys don't you think even if you get the virus it's probably fairly positive that it's going to control how bad it gets for a lot of people right and, and i think that's what it's really about it's not people have been inside for a year they want to live their life and i think they're willing to live their life knowing that they might get the virus but if they have the vaccine chances are 
they're going to survive the virus, right? It'll be a, even if it's like a flu that they end up getting. So it's a big deal. This is a big deal. I, I've been prepared for this trade. And it, I think it's really hard if your mind isn't prepared to do what I did today. To actually go in and, and lever up your account to that degree and buy these stocks, I think it's not something that the human mind is going to allow you to do unless you've been thinking about it every day for weeks and months, right? And I think that's what we teach. Whatever you're going to do, you have to pre-plan it, run the scenarios, prepare your mind for it so that when it happens, you don't have to... What? What is that? That's Siri. It's your phone. <laughs> but there's no... Is that a remote? Is that... Can my remote say that? No. I don't even know where it came from. But your Apple TV Sorry, could. Uh, anyway, I think it's a big deal. So, I, like I said, we, it's not so much what stocks you buy, it's when you buy them, right? We've been saying that forever when it comes to this vaccine trade. It's, it doesn't matter if you get Royal Caribbean or Carnival or Norwegian that much. Does it really matter that much if you get Spirit versus United Airlines versus Delta versus American Airlines versus Southwest? It might make yeah. a small difference. Yeah, that, and that's what I was looking at. I was trying to, you know, I knew I wanted Spirit because, uh, you know, that just seems like the consumer airline. But I, I couldn't decide if I wanted American or United. And I, I saw some people in the uh, chat talking about Jets. That's an ETF that basically has all of the airlines in it that I considered. But I just went with American. It just seemed like the easy, easier way to go. Very patriotic. Um, yeah. What, Jordan? American Airlines. Patriotic trade. I like it. Yeah, but again, the airline that never. has the lowest yeah. cost structure is probably the one. I mean, I feel like Spirit. Gosh, you know, imagine the day when Spirit gets to charge $900 round trip, $1,200 round trip at their cost structure, right? Because you know what? If you want to go to LA for your girl's trip, you want to go to Miami, that's the only flight left. And they're still going to try to sell you a credit card. What? And they're still going to try to sell you a credit card. And they're going to try to sell you a credit card. And they're going to. You don't have a choice. Sell you. You're going to pay Spirit what Spirit wants you to pay. And you know what? Who you're really paying? Me. Okay? You're paying me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> and you, dude. And maybe Jordan. I'm not buying Spirit. Zero percent chance. I will buy love all day long. I love my love. See, this is this yeah. is a case where I want Spirit Airlines to pay for me to fly on British Airways or something. See, I'm just so nervous that international is going to take a really long time to to crank open. That's why that's why I really like love. Yeah, no, I, I agree um, that it's going to be a while. But as soon as as soon as we can travel, as soon as there's the vaccine and it feels safe to travel, guess what I'm going to do? I'm get I'm going to Europe for like six months. I know you are, Dave. I and I'm going to fly are. on a bunch of different airlines over there, bouncing around from country to country. Yeah, you are. Uh, I am going, I'm going, I, I'm not doing anything that crazy, but I'm definitely hitting the beach. That is for sure. Like, I'm def, th th there is a new hotel that a friend of ours is a travel agent, and she, they opened it up. It's two hours south of Puerto Vallarta. They're building a private highway there, Dave. Mm -hmm. This place looks so insane. So nice, dude. Like, there's so many places I want to go. I know the whole world wants to go. There's so many trips. There's how many girls' trips didn't happen? How many wedding trips didn't happen the last year? Have you, could you even fathom the pent up demand, the pent up demand 
for travel. How much tequila is going to get sold in the next three years? How much beer? How Love much it. liquor is going to get sold? Diageo. Like, uh, come on. Like, I just feel so confident in so many of these trades right now. And I think the reason why I feel that confidence is because I've been thinking about them for so long. I've been, we, we've been talking about this stuff since April. Like when yes, the, and remember that during the worst point. And it was March, so April. it was so smart that we did, and we kind of figured out which ones we would want. You know, knowing that eventually we're going to have a vaccine, and it, we don't, we still don't have it, but we have now the promise of this ninety percent of efficacy that just was unheard of. But there are stocks that. I'm still avoiding that, you know, I could have made 60% gains on AMC movie theaters today, but I feel like AMC is the, that's the spirit airlines of um, entertainment because I don't want to go to an AMC theater ever again. I, and it's nothing against AMC, it's just the idea of going to a movie theater. I'm done with that because I have my, my Roku and my Apple TV and a better experience at home. And yes, AMC was up 60%, but that's like going from... Three dollars to three dollars and thirty cents, too, right? Yeah, it, it's a short squeeze, and nothing against AMC. It just wasn't on. It wasn't on my list. Okay, I don't have any issues with it. I just have like absolute. I have like really strong confidence in the companies I invest in. Like I have really strong confidence that Live Nation is going to have the best two to three years. You know, assuming another pandemic doesn't hit us. Of, of like ever, right? Like I think really strong conviction that Spirit Air is going to have really strong two, three years, right? And and the cruise stocks, like cruise, so many people want to cruise again, man. Like You see, the whole thing cruise. with some of this, and let me, let me just talk this out because I could be wrong, but we know that there's a certain percentage of people that don't want to get the vaccine. Um, and so with a cruise ship or with an airline, I feel like they've got the infrastructure in place to be able to say like, you want to get on? You've got to certify that you get a vaccine, but like a concert, can they can they require that? I don't think they've got the infrastructure in place to be able to tell if you've had a vaccine. They don't need or not. to, Jordan, because they don't need to because they're going to sell out every concert anyway, whether you got the vaccine or not. But what I'm saying though is that like then you're just going to have these crazy spreader events with you know these people that won't get a vaccine, these anti-vaxxers. Um, so uh, I wouldn't yes, want to go to a concert if I know that. Potentially, but the young people don't care. First of all, mm. and the people that get the vaccine probably won't care. Because they're going to be like, hey, I got a 90% efficacy vaccine. I don't care. I'm going. Like, I know there's someone, there's people there that didn't get the vaccine. They're going to spread it. So I get what you're saying. It's not ideal in terms of controlling the pandemic. That is for sure. Yeah. Like, it's not ideal. But as far as, like, international travel and stuff like that, that makes me less nervous because I feel like countries could put into place requirements and stuff and... And I hope they and do. I, to... I hope they do. Um, I know it's controversial, but I, I really do. I hope they do put that in. Guys, one thing that I, I want to talk about something that I didn't do. People are like, what did you short? What did you short? Um, I did not short anything. And the reason for that is I think it's really difficult in this environment with a new administration, with a pending stimulus that's sitting over our heads that could be two plus trillion dollars. We don't know. Um, I think it's really when we have something like coming out of a pandemic with we don't it could it could lift everything right it could lift everything I'm not saying it's going to lift everything but when you combine a potential stimulus with a new government with walking out of a pandemic it's really easy I think to say who will win and really hard I think to say who will definitely lose it, 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 there is a possibility 
that there's no obvious losers, right? And so because of that, I'm not sh even though I think there, there could be some decent shorts, I am focused on the long trades. I'm levered up. Uh, I'm all long. Uh, it's a it's a risky trade to some extent, but it's where I feel this market is heading right now. If we can get out of this, so where what just happened? Oh, the Nat the Nasdaq yeah Nasdaq is now 58. So obviously, I think the losers like I'll give you an example. Let's talk about Zoom. I always said I was going to short Zoom, right on on this news, and the truth is I do want to short Zoom. But the reason why I'm not going to short Zoom is because I think the next 60 to 90 days are really, really ugly. So I think Zoom pumps out a crazy good quarter, right? Next couple of quarters. And then it's really hard to say what impact that has for the next two to three years. I mean, do people just stay on Zoom? I'll give you, for example, DocuSign was down today. I, yeah. I didn't sell any DocuSign. Dave, do you think even if we go back to full life, no one goes back to paper, right? Like that's not happening. No. Anyone that has signed up for DocuSign continues their DocuSign contracts post pandemic. Absolutely. Right? And I feel like Zoom is kind of the same, although it is just it, it was such the pandemic stay home trade that of course it's going to go down once once we have it. But I, I really think that we're going to continue seeing life living online and we're going to continue to to change the way people do business. I think that business travel will take a long time to get back to where it was and Zoom will be the, the Zoom and DocuSign is kind of how you will be doing business in the future. Yeah, and it's not just and it's not just business travel, but it's also companies are literally shutting down and they're getting out of their rents. They're getting out of all the leases that they're doing. Um, maybe not a hundred percent, but there's a certain portion of people that are going to continue to work from home. I mean, I just think and, about like even in our our business, how many contracts we sign, you know, and how what was the last time you actually had a paper signing where you went to a place? I I, I think it was like five years ago, right? That is just going to accelerate. And I just see DocuSign as being a company that I would like to be in for the long haul. And this today was probably a buying opportunity for a company like DocuSign. Yeah, guys. And, and like for me, like I look at the REIT, people are asking about REITs, right? And stuff like this. I don't have anything against those trades. It just, to me, it's not the lowest hanging fruit. So I talked about a dozen stocks, I think, that I bought today. I, I kind of, you know, copied some of Jordan's in a couple of days. Like, I'm not saying that there aren't another 50 that are great. Like, those are the dozen that I think are the most obvious. I'm sticking with the obvious trades. I think the obvious trades here, for me at least, the highly liquid obvious trades are the pandemic winners. It's, it's less about what I'm investing in. It's more about how aggressively I'm investing in them, right? And when I'm doing it. Yeah, so I've got so, a couple REITs. I've got um, Annaly Capital Management, which is a mortgage um, REIT. It's doing um, it's doing okay today, um, but it's up quite a bit from where I bought it. Uh, I also have Varied, which is um, got hammered during the downturn uh, because it's basically like uh, retail. Uh, it's mostly like retail um, rents like Wendy's, stuff like that, uh, but mm -hmm. up about 11% today. Oh, Jordan, also, I sold all of my Ruger and I sold all of my Smith & Wesson. I had a few outdoor stocks remaining from the summer, like like uh, Polaris and stuff. I just cashed out of all of those. I, I still have a pretty good amount of Vista Outdoors, about a million dollars of it that I did not sell. Um, I'm going to keep that, but, uh, you know, I... 
Listen, I, you got to pick. I, I, can only, I can't borrow more than $20 million, guys. That's a lot of money to borrow. So, like, at some point, you got to pick. It's a trade-off. Like, investing in stock B is less of stock A, right? Yeah. So, I think the theme of this episode, if you want to know, hey, what do you guys do? What did we do? We levered up. We levered up long on bounce-back stocks. What are the bounce-back stocks? We told you, but it really doesn't matter that much, right? Like, I do think Spirit is an ideal airline to invest in for the reasons we gave. Lowest cost structure, uh, you know, leisurely focus. And when we say leisurely focus, guys, it's about routes, okay? It's about routes. Spirit has their routes uh, focused on leisure, okay? Whereas an American Airlines, a Delta, a United, a Southwest even, Jordan, uh, does have a lot of routes that are focused on uh, business. So they've been making adjustments. They've been adjusting their routes more towards leisure. I know Southwest just did that. Um, but again, those airlines that are already prepared for leisure, that's the, those are the markets they serve. Those are the markets where people know them, right? Uh, they have yeah. the gates. They have all that stuff there. I think they're just beautifully suited for just like an America that just wants to start traveling for leisure. That's why I'm in spirit. Yeah. And and Southwest like is it. definitely making that kind of shift into into being the leisure first airline as well. Um, so we you know I, I like Southwest, but that's why I chose Spirit. Um, I did see in the chat people are asking if we saw our uh, buddy Chase Figer's uh, tweets today regarding the efficacy of uh, the vaccine. And so I just thought we, we were on the phone with him for about. <laughs> Yeah, Half an hour Chris and I morning. definitely had a conversation with him and uh, and kind of got this same insight. But here's his tweet from um, about uh, three hours ago or from uh, looks like 11 o'clock this morning. While 90 percent effectiveness for Pfizer exceeds expectations, it's important to remember that the news was delivered by a press release and not a peer reviewed medical journal journal. And it's uh, not conclusive evidence and its effectiveness could change as the trial progresses. Um, and then in another tweet, he also said, it's important to note that based on misleading information that Pfizer has not taken money from the Trump administration, unlike other companies who are receiving billions for free, Pfizer is not a part of Operation Warp Speed. So this, and, this is and a the reason is, why Ch there's a reason why Chase said that was important is because Chase is under the impression that companies that did take money have kind of a lower standard under the operation warp speed of, of of their control of their controls and the numbers that they need to hit to be considered successful and he doesn't think that they have those lower bars so the the fact that they're producing this type of data he thinks is even more interesting for Pfizer yeah and and some of the companies that are taking the operation warp speed money like you say are are going at warp speed and may not actually have a go-to-market strategy and a plan for releasing a an actual effective drug where Pfizer not taking that money is this is all just research that they've done in their own R&D budgets to um, to come up with. So I just thought that was an interesting thing to pass along. Yeah, I think that listen, definitely the vaccine data, there's more to come, right? Like like we're not across the finish line no. yet. And, and, man. and we've, we basically have seen a study that is not peer reviewed. We're seeing early data. Uh, we don't yet know how long it lasts. We don't know, you know, that 90%, if that's on day one, we don't know what it looks like at six months or a year, or is this something, is it a, an annual shot? Is it an every other year shot? We, there's just a lot of information that 
is still to be determined. But the headline here is amazing news for the stock market, right? Yes, it is. Wow, Peloton's really getting crushed now in the last few minutes. Woo! It's a rough day, guys. This is a rough day financially for my account. How much Peloton do you still have? A lot. Are you kidding me? Peloton? All of it. I have four million. Well, it's only three and a half million now. It's down 900,000 on the day. Yikes. Gosh. Yeah, so... Um, but that's a stock that I'm planning to put, you know, the entirety of into the foundation. So for tax purposes, it's, it's just up so much. Yeah, you can't um, you can't really sell it for tax purposes. So give it away. No, no, correct, correct. So, whew, what a day, what a day. Okay, guys, well, the market's about to close. I think we've said it all. Um, this is a great day for, I think, you know, humanity, right? I mean, if this data ultimately proves to be accurate, and I think we'll know that over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, Jordan, I think that you said they're they're submitting their data to the FDA here in the next couple weeks, right? Um, we should have approval shortly after, obviously. And I think there's no higher uh, cause out there. there there's, there's nothing more important for the FDA to be working on uh, than approving this data. And then they have 50 million doses ready to go by end of year, hopefully to first-line workers and those with you know extreme conditions, right, that make them more susceptible to yeah. the to the uh, virus. So this is good news. This is a good day. It's really hard. I mean, you can tell I'm completely like, it's a great day. It's hard when you see your account down that much. Yeah. Uh, well, and but, it's, oh, it's, and it's great news, but it's a long road ahead. We are entering the time frame where with or without a vaccine, we're expecting cases to continue to go up, right? We're already seeing the beginning of it, but it's, it gets worse before it gets better. And what yes, that could do to pull. the economy and to the stocks that we are jumping into today could be devastating. So that's where you have to be mindful of your margin calls. And I'm, yes. you know. I do need to say this. Uh, someone asked about uh, Collector's Universe, CLCT. I did sell that today, guys. I sold Collector's Universe because I needed cash. Um, it was a trade-off, right? So I got out of my Collector's collectors universe um did uh crocs i did not sell my crocs yet uh, if i need cash crocs is a company i could see myself selling a part of only because it's not directly related to this bounce back trade right so everything's a trade-off it's not you know things i sell aren't necessarily because i don't like them i'm just trying to lean towards you know trades that i think have the you know, highest upside here based on the way I foresee 2021 rolling out. And can we talk for a second uh, about stimulus? Like I, I, yeah, I, I mean, saw, I, don't... I saw comments coming through. Stimulus is guaranteed to happen now, and then zero chance of stimulus. Like nobody knows, and there's like know. differing views. But I mean, it's we don't know. Look game. at that Nasdaq down 160 now. Woo, man. Uh, I don't, I can't, oh man, my account's getting crushed. It's going to be a $2 million down day, guys, looks like, uh, in the next few minutes, depending on where it goes. Whew, this is tough. Man, seeing this live on air, I mean, if you want to see someone losing $100,000 a minute uh, on air, You've you're, you're right seeing place. it right now. So we've gone from being down $1.3 to down $1.88 just in the last hour, guys. 
Uh, Amazon down 165. Peloton down to 99. Um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, Amazon Hands. being down 5% is is very painful to me, but it's still a stock that I <laughs> am very much a fan of. Um, I, my account's only down only down $300,000 today. <laughs> and I feel fine about it. And yeah. I bought, well, you know, a million and a half dollars worth of new stocks that we're all like they're at like intro week highs right now, right? They're not at fifty two week highs, but they have not seen this these kind of levels and since Seven since months. they initially crashed. Yeah. No. Oh, um, Gan okay. is also so Gan is, Gan is up in. today, but uh, that's one of those stocks that I have way too much of. Yeah, I have a lot of tan. I I paired off some of my tan today, but I still have a crazy amount of tan. Oh no, uh, tan! Just, I have tan and gan. I have more gan than tan. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much. I have fifteen thousand shares again, guys. My portfolio is just a mix right now between recovery stocks, uh, get back to normal stocks, obviously, and Biden stocks mostly. Right. So I would say, and then and then our core tech tech portfolio. So I'd say my my portfolio is split. Between our core tech, our DocuSign, Amazon, Apple, you know, the stuff we've been talking about for two years. Wait, is DocuSign um, down 15% today? What? DocuSign's down 15% today? Yes. That's an it that's a crushed. day number? Yes. Oh. I'm now down 1.9 million. Will it clear 2 million? You think I'll be down 2 million? This is now my worst day ever. This is the number one worst performing day in the history of my trading in 32 years. Uh, from a dollar standpoint and a percentage it's nine percent my account is down five eight point five seven percent today that's a lot that's a lot it's a nice clip it's a nine percent down day right there um just Ooh. looking at some of these percentage changes too wayfarers down 20 percent why is wayfair down 20 percent oh i sold my wayfair dave i'm out oh sorry i didn't mention that one earlier either I'm out of Wayfair. I see Wayfair as being a pandemic stock, and I'm out. Same way I sold out of Zoom. Yeah. I just don't like... I mean, these are such crazy value... I, nothing wrong with Wayfair, but the juice is out of it right now. I was thinking about... I should have protected that Peloton. I was going to buy these puts on Peloton. 